ஓம் நமோ பகவதே வாசுதேவாய ஓம் நமோ பகவதே வாசுதேவாய ஓம் நமோ பகவதே வாசுதேவாய ஓம ஜானத்திராந்தஞ்சனலாக்கையா சக்ஷுருன்மீலிதம் ஏனா தஸ்மை ஸ்ரீகுரவே நமீச்சைத்தன்யமனோபீஷ்டூத்தலே ஸ்வயம்ரூபகதாமம் ததாதிஸ்வதாந்திக்கம் வந்தேஹம் ஸ்ரீகுருஸ்ரீயுதபதமலம் ஸ்ரீகுருன்வைஷ்ணவாம் சாகிரிஜாத்தம் சகணரகுநாத்தன்விதம் தம் சஜீவம் சாத்வைத்தம் சாவதூத்தம் பரிஜனசிதம் கிருஷ்ணச்சைத்தன்யதேவம் ஸ்ரீராதாகிருஷ்ணபாதான் சகணலலிதாஸ்ரீவிஷாகான்விதாஸ்ஹேஷ்ணகருணாசிந்தோதீனபந்தோஜகே கோபேஷகோபிகாந்தராதாகாந்தனமோஸ்துதாஞ்சனௌராங்கீராவனேஸ்வரீ வருஷானுசுதேவி பிரணமாமிஹரே பிரியே வாஞ்சாக்கல்பருபியிருபாசிந்துபிரேவிதாவனேபியோ வைஷ்ணவேபியோ நமோ நம நமோம் விஷ்ணுபாதாயிருஷ்ணபிரேஷாயூத்தலே ஸ்ரீமதே பக்திவேதாந்தஸ்வாமினிதிநாமினேஸ்வதிதேவேவாணீ பிரச்சாரிணே நிர்விசேஷூன்யவாதீ பாச்சாத்தியதேஷதாரிணே ஜயஸ்ரீகிருஷ்ணச்சைத்தன்யபுநிதியானந்தீதாதிரீவாசிகௌரபக்தவிருந்த ஹரே கிருஷ்ண ஹரே கிருஷ்ண 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 ஹரே 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 ராம ஹரே ராம 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 ஹரே ஹரே வெல்கம் டு எபிசோட் செவன் ஆஃப் ஸ்லோக்கா லேர்னிங் கோர்ஸ் அண்ட் டுடே இஸ் த லாஸ்ட் எபிசோட் திஸ் திஸ் பர்டிகுலர் வீடியோ அண்ட் ஃபீல் ஃப்ரீ டு லீவ் எனி கொஸ்டின்ஸ் தட் யூ ஹாவ் ரிகார்டிங் எனி பார்ட் ஆஃப் த கோர்ஸ் லீவ் தட் இன் த காமெண்ட்ஸ் அண்ட் ஆஃப்டர் திஸ் டுடேஸ் டாபிக் இஸ் பெங்காலி ப்ரொனன்சியேஷன் அண்ட் ஆஃப்டர் தேட் ஐ திங்க் வி வுட் பி ஃபினிஷிங் அ லில் பிட் அலியர் டுடே அண்ட் இஃப் யூ ஹாவ் எனி கொஸ்டின்ஸ் அபவுட் எனி பார்ட் ஆஃப் த ஹோல் ஹோல் சீரீஸ் ஆஃப் த ஹோல் ஸ்லோக்கா லேர்னிங் சீரீஸ் யூ கேன் ஆஸ்க் அண்ட் தென் வி வில் ட்ரை டு அட்ரெஸ் இட் ஸோ தட் வி வில் கீப் ஆஸ் மெனி லூப்ஸ் க்ளோஸ் திஸ் பாசிபிள் ரைட் தேங்க் யூ வெரி மச் அண்ட் ஸோ வி வில் பிகின் ஸோ ஆக்சுவலி லெட் இஸ் பிகின் வித் வாட் ஸ்ரீல பக்த சித்தாந்த சரஸ்வதி ஠ாக்கூர் சேட் he said that <clears throat> in the future this he said this in the beginning 1900s somewhere that he said in the future foreigners many foreigners will learn bengali just to read chaitanya charitamrita and um, that was his prediction and shila prabhupad he presented of course the whole chaitanya charitamrita in english but then again to learn the verses and all that eventually we have to get acquainted with bengali as much as i am also not a bengali but because all our acharyas are coming from there and so many of our songs vaishnava acharyas songs are also in bengali narottam das thakur songs and bhakti vinod thakur songs all are in bengali <coughs> in fact shri <coughs> uh, prabhupad also wrote gitar gan gitar gan is actually if you see bengali bhagavad gita book even now there will be the gitar gan 
so anir anir bideshi prabhu is asking um, i want to know what are the key verses one should start to memorize okay good so we will answer all these things at the end so um, and uh, anuradha mataji ajanya kis hari swati saroj prabhu vanajakshi mataji welcome and whoever is there who hasn't said hari krishna yet so hari krishna to you all and welcome to this uh, last episode of this shloka learning course <coughs> so um so all the acharya songs are there in bengali and whether so for that reason whether we are bengali or not um we still have to get acquainted with that language and it is not very difficult if you know any part of indian language um and even with sanskrit background it will be very easy for us to you know get uh, acquainted with bengali of course we are not sanskrit scholars we we are sanskrit is almost a forgotten language but from the bhagavad gita shrimad bhagavatam so this whole course it was actually mostly based on sanskrit the whole episodes until now were based on sanskrit now this is the other episode which is about bengali so it is not very different but slightly different so we will quickly go to the alphabets and how to pronounce each one <coughs> if you go here so there is this uh, uh link in the kksongs.org where all the vaishnava acharya songs are collected this is a very nice resource in that there is a page bengali pronunciation if you go to the search in that website and then type bengali pronunciation you can get to this page so this page you can see there are the character in bengali you know how they write in bengali language and then their english or romanized equivalent so that we can read them even if we are not bengali so this is called the iast method this is used actually it, it was developed for sanskrit but pretty much all indic scripts that means all the indian languages can be represented uh, by this system although not every time it's perfect and that is the, actually the case with bengali so the spelling is in one way but the pronunciation is in another way like for example it, it is like english for example if i say should should the sound is like s h u d but then we have s h o u l d uh, for a person who does not know how to pronounce it he may say show showled so <clears throat> so basically what you see is not what you get so when you see it you can't immediately make out the pronunciation sometimes <clears throat> but it is not as confusing as in english bengali it's pretty much uh, pretty much standard in that sense um so yeah so let's get into it so vowels first is a so in hindi or in sanskrit or in <coughs> like i am i am from andhra so i speak telugu so in telugu or any of these languages we say a i think in all of the indian languages mostly maybe assamese is a little bit different because assamese is close to bengali <coughs> excuse me so uh, except for that usually it's a but in bengali it is more like a like in raw r a w as you can see here a 
it comes off. So, um, how to say, like bhaya, they say bhoy. The uh, last consonant also sometimes is not pronounced, uh, sorry, the last vowel. But that is how it is written, but it is not pronounced. Just like in Hindi. In Hindi also, the last vowel is not pronounced. Like for example, um, let's see if we can... Okay. Um, if we want to write, say, Rama in Hindi. Oops. That was a wrong pen. <laughs> okay, so that's black. Okay, so Ram. This is Ram. Actually, in Sanskrit, this is Rama. But Hindi, that A uh, is not pronounced. So it's as if it's like this. For those who know Hindi, they will understand. It's like the, the the spelling is like this, but then it is pronounced like this, Ram. So similarly, the although this part is not there, uh, but still Rama, it is not said Rama, is Ram. So that is how Hindi is. So therefore, it is not exactly a perfect language. Uh, same with uh, Bengali and maybe some other Indian languages. So, Sanskrit is perfect. Like when you see, that's exactly how you pronounce it. There's no other uh, varieties, nothing. But in other languages, it's a little bit different. So, <clears throat> so oh, a good example would be, like for example, uh, we say Arjun, Arjuna. In Sanskrit, it's Arjuna. So, A. Uh, Arjuna. No, the last A uh, is also pronounced. So, Arjuna. But in Hindi, it will be Arjun. The A uh, is not pronounced. So, um, that's how Hindi is. And same with Bengali. But this A uh, becomes O. Uh, Arjun. Arjun. It's like A uh, or O oh, sometimes. O. Oh. Arjun or Arjun. So, like that kind of sound it will come. So, that is Bengali. Uh, Premikash Prabhu is here in the audience. <laughs> so, he is actually, I actually had some doubts. So, I actually called him before the class so, to just clarify those sounds, the how to pronounce. So, um, he is also here and he wrote something in Bengali. Hare Krishna. Wait, let's just try to read this. He has written something in Bengali. Hare Krishna uh, with Tattva with Prabhu. Mant, mant, uh, okay, <laughs> I will not try to read that. I can, I can try a little bit, but I can't. So anyway, so Arjun, so it becomes Arjun, Arjun, and uh, this is the reason why sometimes they pronounce as Rama, Rama, but Prabhupada wanted us to pronounce Rama, Rama, and um, let's go back. So that is. Oh, so it is a little bit different, you see. And then A ah is the same as A ah in Sanskrit. Like, like A in father, A, ah, same. E is 
ee same same like in um, like in sanskrit e means e in dirgha is also same u u is same r in sanskrit we say r with a dot in sanskrit we pronounce it as r but um for uh, bengali we say this is the kind of pronunciation it gets ri and in gujarati they say ru ru so they say therefore in in their in gujarati they say krishna krishna and even in telugu also they 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 um pronounce it as krishna so it becomes ru so here it is ri and in sanskrit it's r that is how sanskrit is and um, next is re there is another elongated version of it but not much a okay this a is sometimes a and sometimes a a like it's very rare only for ek like ek in in um, hindi or sanskrit eka in hindi we would write like this sorry my handwriting is terrible this is ek <coughs> in sanskrit the same thing exactly the same script for hindi and sanskrit but the pronunciation slightly different almost all the same but sometimes different so here in sanskrit we say eka in hindi say ek in bengali of course the the script is different i'm i i can't i don't know how to write bengali there they say ak ak but other places the same a is pronounced as a but in ak they say a so that sound comes so acta acta means uh, one like like um, like uh, how to say <laughs> like one phone two phones three phones like so when there is a count then they say acta duita so in this way they say uh, tinta so in act dui tin like this act they, they pronounce it like that oh the no pronunciation <laughs> okay <laughs> my brother is also putting a comment there in bengali apnar sri charane dandavat pranam sri charane so that's how they say in uh, bengali <coughs> so uh, that is a then we have now it's a little bit tricky okay in sanskrit after a comes i and in hindi they say a you know like a like aishwarya in sanskrit would be in hindi aishwarya so they they make it a um in bengali is different it becomes oi so because i is actually coming from r to e if you if you remember the second session i so from r to e r e so i so because this r is pronounced as o or o then e then o plus e oi so in in that way they say oi um like aikya 
in um, sanskrit it will be aikya that means uh, oneness oneness but in hind uh, in hindi they may say aikya but then in bengali they say oiko so kya can be pronounced as kka so it becomes this spelling or this pronunciation sorry not spelling spelling is always like aikya but the pronunciation is as oiko actually oiko oiko so when the ya when this y is half like kya instead of kya they say ko kko like that so that is um, something with bengali so these are just oops so these are something which we need to remember in bengali that's why when you see a spelling it's not exactly we will actually go through go through some sample verses and see how the pronunciation actually happens how we would pronounce if it was sanskrit and how they actually pronounce in bengali okay o is pronounced as o same au is pronounced as o o or sometimes au also like like low low o like this see here it is the closest sound it can be slightly different like like prem vikas prabhu for example he may say no this is not exactly the way but so there can be slight differences in the accent in the in the like uh, what is the dialect of bengali in it said it is said that i think in bangladesh in such a small country there are i think uh, how many dialects i think almost 100 or something different kinds of dialects of bengali itself in india the bengal region the assam region all this and then bangladesh everything there are so many dialects of bengali like he for example prem vikas prabhu he comes from chittagong part of bangladesh in that place the bengali other bengalis cannot understand it if he speaks bengali in his own dialect in his um, um, village dialect in his district dialect chittagong dialect nobody can understand even bengalis don't understand uh, it's that different so yeah so even in telugu this is there and even in hindi this is there different dialects of um, you know um, different dialects of the language but in bengali it's especially more prominent so anyway so there is some variation in the spelling you know but mostly this is the way that we are trying to show au and then we have consonants of course there is ang aha so am is usually pronounced as like song i will show you another another resource actually one second you see here okay you see that am anuswara like ng in song you see that anuswara m with a dot above it after o au am and then h with a dot below m with a dot above is anuswara which is there in the sanskrit also but then here it is pronounced as m mm, like um, like samsara in in um, sanskrit we would pronounce it as samsara 
in hindi they say sansara so in bengali they say sanshar sanshar so like this so there is a um, difference of pronunciation and then aha aha is the same visarga is the same then there is chandrabindu chandrabindu is also there like french bomb or french yeah so n in french so it's like the french is there is like nasal sound french so that is chandrabindu and then there is okay another type of nya mm, this is chavarga we will go to this in the consonants okay now here you see ka k you see that k there that is ka so same as in sanskrit ka kha kh is like kh in ekhat ekhat kha not like that g ga ga as in got so same ga then gha big house big house pronounce it together uh, so big house gha so that uh, gha but they don't say gha they say gha Hmm. font is very small oni datta prabhu is saying um, chittagong language yes none can understand <laughs> so big house gha and then n with a dot above is bank this is i think found in the where it is found no no this is kavarga ka kha ga gha na bank so and then cha cha is the same as in sanskrit so we will skip that ja ja is same as in joy huh? ja and then jha college hall college hall college in singapore they say college hall like they will separate it but in if you speak i mean westerners or you know usually they join the words college hall to the j j that sound and then t with the dot below is t as in talk and then t h uh, th t with the dot below and then h is th th thakur you know thakur <clears throat> and then d d with a dot below is d hmm, as in don d with a dot below and then h is d good house good house d you know that you see the bold d h good house that d sound and then n with a dot below is n n and then t just t is like talk with with the tongue against the teeth so it's like t t the teeth like teeth you say teeth th that sound teeth the same as in sanskrit all right then there is tha then the then dha then na all this is same pa is pa now pa ph is sometimes pa but most of the time it's fa just as in hindi but in sanskrit that is wrong in sanskrit it has to be pa it cannot change but in uh, other indian languages it can be fa so bengali also it can be fa 
sometimes it can be pa, pa is also not wrong but uh, usually it's pronounced as fa and then ba b for ba um, that's the same sound and then bh is bha same m is ma ya y in uh, sanskrit it is ya it's very clear ya but in bengali it can be both ya or ja say so, ja like j in jaw jaw so they say jaw and actually they don't say ja jaw as we say as we know a is a so everything becomes a a a so instead of ja they say jaw and pa pa ba bha ma for them is pa pa ba bha ma so like this like with the o kind of sound and then ma ja ya ra la va for us is like that but actually they don't have va for them there is no va they use the same ba but it can be pronounced as va or ba like this ba where is it ba you see the b there so that b i think there is a lag okay so um the b is also used as v so like vaishnava they say vaishnava but it is not wrong to say vaishnava also so in that way so there are two three ways i mean two ways you can pronounce that and then ya ra la so va is actually not there whenever we see va it is actually ba so but it can be pronounced as va also and then there is sha and sha like in shock so in sanskrit it is more pronounced sha sha sa but in um, bengali also it is supposed to be like that mm, but mostly it is sometimes even the sa as in sun as as without the dot or the accent on top even that sometimes is pronounced as sh like j janme janme prabhu she chakhu dan dilo j janme janme prabhu she actually it is se so in uh, so i was actually asking prem bikas prabhu about this so he said in kolkata they would say se but in um, bangladesh or in other parts of even maybe india uh, in bengali areas so they may pronounce it as she okay there is definitely a bit of lag here because i can feel it there is some lag okay let me see if anything is obstructing okay this one i will close it so if there are some programs which can slow it 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 will become slow so there is one such program open which i did not see but i started it so probably that is causing okay let's see if it improves over time okay so uh, sha sha sa uh, the so all these are uh, sha and sha and sa so this is almost the same as sanskrit but sometimes the pronunciation can vary a little bit here and there ha is home same so basically that is the pronunciation of bengali so now let's actually look at verses because then we will actually see how much it will be different when we pronounce it so on and yeah there are some other things which i need to mention um there are joint 
alphabets like for example satya satya you see this tya in bengali so the a becomes a so so hmm? tya becomes to t t t o tya instead of tya they say to like especially when it comes at the end sotto 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 so like this like this sotto it pronounces like this and um the same tya tyaga for example tyaga is pronounced as taga taga or they don't see, they don't even pronounce the other one the a at the end so it's tag tag so it's like like ankle ankle the pronunciation of a in ankle that kind of a a so tag tag so like they pronounce it like that. the ya sound actually in the pure form it's it is tyag like in hindi tyag but mostly in bengali it is pronounced as tag so it becomes like that it's like tag but the t is like a like teeth oh. like like teeth the th in teeth so and then instead of tag you see you pronounce it as tag so in that way so this is how so that is in the beginning and then in the end it when it comes tya becomes to t t o so in this way there is uh, some differences and uh, another one will be ksha so this is a very prominent this in sanskrit will be kshatriya but they pronounce as khatriya khatriya so so the ksha becomes kha like chakshu chakshu they write like this they write like this chakshu but the pronoun the, the, the way they pronounce is chokhu chokhu so no sorry this is k yeah and this is h chokhu so the the they will write as chakshu but they pronounce as chokhu and they will write as kshatriya they will not write as khatriya the spelling is kshatriya but the way they pronounce is khatriya so this is uh, some differences in bengali and anything else yeah basically that so for example if they say vaishnav vaishnava in sanskrit we say vaishnava or in hindi they say vaishnav or no they say vaishnav where the ai becomes a but in sanskrit is vai vaishnava vaishnava 
in Hindi Vaishnav, but in Bengali, Vaishnav, Vaishnav. So this is of course uh, S with a dot, Vaishnav. So they say Vaishnav. So in this way there is differences, but it is not wrong to say Vaishnav. It is not wrong because that's how they write it. But in the Bengali alphabet, there is no V separately. B and V is the same. So it can be pronounced as this way or that way. So it is not wrong to say Vaishnav, but it can also be pronounced as Vaishnav. So this is the, these are some of the highlights of Bengali pronunciation. Let's look at some of the verses now. Let's go to, let's go to, uh, so this is a sloka book, I'm trying to take out some verses, maybe, ah yeah, another one, yeah, it's already covered, yeah, yeah is pronounced as ja also, hmm? okay, okay, let's go to this. So these are the often quoted verses by Prabhupada. Okay, this is quite an often quoted verse by Prabhupada. Kiba vipra, kiba nyasi. This is how we would probably read it in if it was Sanskrit. Kiba vipra, kiba nyasi, shudra kene naya, yei Krishna tattva vetta, sei guru haya. But this is not at all how we pronounce in Bengali. Kiba vipra. It is not wrong to say vipra. Vipra also. So vipra is okay. Vipra and vipra is is uh, same. Kiba vipra kibo nasi. Shudra kene noy. It's not naya. They will never say naya. Noy. The last a is not pronounced, just like in Hindi. So the a becomes o so instead of nai noi so n o y is the effective pronunciation of this so n a y a so this is silent okay just like in hindi <coughs> so this nai so naya becomes if you take out the a it becomes nai but the a because it's a and bengali is o so noi so the N pronunciation will become like this. Shudra kene noi. And Y-E-I <coughs> is pronounced as J. J Krishna Tattva Betta. Tattva. You see Tattva. When there is this half vowels with the consonants like T-Y-A. Like Satya or tattva they become sotto totto so that's why if a bengali want to pronounce if you want to call me they say totto bit they, they don't say tattva with it's a totto bit so my my name tattva with das in Sanskrit, in Bengali, will become Das again. So, in in Sanskrit, it is Dasa. 
tattva with dasa but das das is also all right because in bengali or in other languages the a is removed from the, at the end so that's why although the name is dasa it can also be pronounced as tattva with das or dasa in sanskrit so in bengali this would become toto bit das and the das sometimes they pronounce as dash so toto bit dash so my my name will become like this <laughs> toto bit so the va so basically <clears throat> this tya and tva become same tto tto see that tya and tva becomes but of course the same tya comes at the beginning tyaga becomes tag tag so tag so that is um, but it is not wrong to say tyag that is also correct tag is also correct so that way then so jai krishna tattva betta shei can say shei can also say shei that's this is how bengali is so you just have to get used to it it's not exactly perfect like sanskrit sanskrit is very perfect you whatever you see exactly like that you have to pronounce but bengali you can there are few few way of pronunciations and of course that is much more magnified in english in english almost much of the spellings many spellings don't make sense mm. so but bengali is not exactly like that a little bit like that <clears throat> so shay guru hoy again haya h a y a the a is not pronounced at the end and then hai becomes hoy so kiba vipro kibon nasi shudra kene noy jay krishna tatva beta shay guru hoy so this is how it is actually pronounced so as far as tune is concerned we can just pronounce uh, i mean we can just chant it like this kiba vipro kibon nasi shudra kene noy jay krishna tatva beta shay guru hoy so of course there are some bengali tunes you can sing in but usually just like this is all right and um, let's take another verse okay madhya 8 274 स्थावर जंगम देखे ना देखे तार मूर्ति तार नॉट तारा से तारा मूर्ति नो तार मूर्ति द ए इज सो इफ द ए इज हैविंग अ लाइन ऑन टॉप दैट मींस इफ इट इज दीर्घ इफ इट इज तारा देन यू डोंट ओमिट दैट ए यू हैव टू प्रोनाउंस इट तारा बट हियर इट इज नॉट तारा तारा मींस स्टार सो तार इफ द ए इज अ शॉर्ट वन लघु स्मॉल ह्रस्व so then only it is tar otherwise if it is a maybe i have to put another example where it is a so there it will become actually a you have to pronounce it uh i need to find out which one so anyway sthavara in sanskrit it would be sthavara jangama dekhe but in bengali it is sthavar 
or sthabor sthabor you know v becomes b sthabor jangam jangam dekhe na this this na as you can see here that na is not no because it is a with a line on top so that is a a is a when it is a then becomes o okay so na dekhe so sthabor jangam dekhe na dekhe tar murti sarvatra sarvatra or sarvatra hmm. it's actually sa sarvatra in sanskrit sarvatra but in bengali sarvatra hoy again h a y a with a small with a not dirgha in the end hoy sarvatra hoy nija ishto devo sphurti ishto devo sphurti so sthabor jangam dekhe na dekhe tar murti sarvatra hoy nija ishto devo sphurti so ishto deva deva again they will pronounce as devo or dev dev sphurti but because the next one is sphurti they will say devo devo so devo because from dev sphurti is a little bit difficult to pronounce so they say ishto devo sphurti devo so d e b o so deva becomes like that so this is another example like maha okay in, in the translation you see the mahabhagavata in sanskrit it will be mahabhagavata so the from the spelling you can immediately pronounce uh, get the pronunciation but in bengali they will say moha because the first one a is a short a so it's o but the second one is a, a so that is a and moha bhagavat this is how it would pronounce moha bhagavat but it's mahabhagavata so even if you can't pronounce exactly like a bengali it doesn't matter if you say mahabhagavat it is still not wrong it is not wrong it is just that the way they pronounce it is like that but if you say mahabhagavat it is not wrong hmm. so sometimes especially we we should take note of the last like hoy instead of saying haya haya is something totally out that is not pronounced like that at all haya but the writing is like that ha and ya ha and ja so if, hoy that is actually written like that but not pronounced like that it's hoy and let's take another verse uh krishna surya sama maybe you can take out that one <laughs> this is um okay we'll just take this one i like actually this verse very much i wanted to memorize this but i never did it i did it but i forgot again 6227 oops
Hmm? This is alright. Oh, Madhya, Antya. Six. Two to seven. Okay. You see this? This Chetan Charitamrita Antilila, Chapter 6, Text 227. So, Jihwar Lalase. So, this is actually most, mostly it is the same. Jihwar Lalase J. So, Y E I becomes J. So, J. So, Jihwar Lalase J. Iti Uti Dhai. So, it's not Dhaya. It's not Dhaya. Dhai. So, the last A is not pronounced. And it is not Dhoi because it is not the short A. It is long. Dha. Dhaya. So, the A is taken out. Dhai. Jihwar Lalasen Jai Iti Uti Dhai Shishnodara Parayana Krishna Nahi Pai. So, it again Nahi. It's a N with a A and and elongation on top, a line on top. That means A Nahi. It's not Nohi. Nahi Pai. A is not pronounced. P A Y. So Pai. So in that way. Now the meaning is very nice. One who is subservient to the tongue and who thus goes here and there, devoted to the genitals and the belly, uh, cannot attain Krishna. So, if we run after sense gratification, tongue, belly and genitals, we cannot get Krishna. Like the first verse of the nectar of instruction. Vacho vegam manasa krodha vegam jihva vegam utaropastha vegam etan veganyo vishaheta dhira sarvamapi maam prathivyam sashishyat So, a person who has conquered all these urges uh, uh, can actually uh, be a full Goswami, complete uh, he is the person who is at the shelter of Krishna and he can be the spiritual master for the entire world. But if we are after this greed of the tongue, the belly and the genitals, then Krishna nahi pai. Jehwar lalase jai iti uti dhai. Iti uti means here and there. Dhai means run. Run. So, forced by the tongue. Jehwar lalase. Lalase means the greed of the tongue. The tongue is always two ways it is. It is uh, making us run. One is for food, here and there, eat everything and anything and everything, all nonsense. And another is talk nonsense. Nowadays, you see social media, how much talking is going on? Tongue, of course, now they type, but the same is it's about speech. So, uh, that so much gossip, so much unnecessary topics are being discussed, and all that is jihwar lalasem, lalas, the greed of the tongue. Talk nonsense, eat nonsense. So, in this way, Jihwar Lalase Jai Iti Uti Dhai. So, here and there, if we run, forced by the tongue. And Shishnodhar Parayan. Parayan means very dedicated. You know, Parayan means devoted to, yeah, you see. Parayan means, you know, Narayana Paraha Sarve. Uh, so, those who are dedicated to Narayan. And same, Shishnodhar Parayan. Parayan means dedicated to what? Shishna and Udara. Udara means stomach, Shishna means genitals. So, Shishnodar Parayan, Krishna Nahi Pai. They cannot get Krishna. Very nice words. So, uh, like this, you, you kind of get the idea now. Okay, let's take this one. 
Anthea 6236. This is a good example. Okay, you see here. Gramya katha na shunibe, Gramya varta na kohibe, Bhala na khaibe, Ara bhala na poribe. So, but um, in the Bengali, it is Gramma. MYA becomes MMO. MYA becomes MMO. So, Gramma. Gramma kotha. Katha. So, the first one is O. Okay. Second, Katha. Katha. So, Ka becomes Ko. Katha. So, Gramma Katha na shunibe. Gramma Varta na kohibe. Kohibe, you see. K O. Ko. Kohibe. And Bhalo. You see, it's not Bhala. Bhalo. Bhalo na khaibe R. So here bhal, here it is not said bhal, bhal na khaibe, bhalo, bhalo na khaibe. So sometimes yeah, so sometimes it is used, sometimes it is not used. So use, in this case bhala, bhalo, it is said, ku uh, bhalo, means very good, bhalo means good. So actually it is, if you write in the spelling, it is bhala, but the way it is pronounced, la becomes la, bhalo. Bhalo na khaibe R can say R O, but here it is not said R O. R Bhalo na khaibe R Bhalo na poribe. So sometimes this R poribe can be pronounced as poribe, da, like da sound comes sometimes. I think even in Hindi this happens sometimes, if I am not wrong, sometimes, not, and in some accents. Hmm. So poribe, or sometimes it is. Like Podibe, uh, like you know, Pakora, Pakora. In Hindi, it's a Pakoda, Pakoda, but it's pronounced as Pakora in uh, in Bengali, Pakora. So sometimes it can become the sound, you know. <clears throat> All right. So these are some of the examples. So just keep these things in mind that Bengali pronunciation is not exactly the same as um, Sanskrit. So when you see the spelling, you cannot immediately um, uh, use that as the pronunciation. No, it is not pronounced like that sometimes. So just keep in mind of, about this and then as you read more and more, you will get more hang of it. And all our uh, songs and everything, therefore... Uh, as you practice more and more, then you will get the hang of it. It's just that's how you will learn. Mostly, otherwise, it's the same as um, Sanskrit, just a little bit different. So, all right. I think just that much for Bengali pronunciation. I don't know if if you have any uh, doubts about any particular words. Uh, maybe we can um, we can you know go through them. At this point, I don't get anything in my mind that is. That requires more explanation. Uh, yeah. Even even one other maybe I'll show. Anya. Anya. So in whenever there is an ya, that is 
join with the consonant like nya or mya or tya it become the consonant become double and then o so it become onno onno so anya becomes onno so that is how it is done so whenever the y or v the half vowels half vowels are ya ra la va but for them v is not there v is same as ba but it can be also considered as va because sometimes it can be pronounced as va so when that happens with the consonant then the 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 sound varies and then kshatriya is something which you have to ksha kshatriya becomes khatriya khatriyo it's like that just that's it and that's pretty much it and uh, now uh, we can spend some time for you if you have any questions regarding any part of this course whether it be why we should learn shlokas the first session second lesson about pronounce or yeah pronunciation of sanskrit and uh, about sandhi vichhed like joining and division of words or whether it is um, how to chant it in the proper meters anything regarding meters or the tune or if it is about understanding some shloka like um, the other day we have day before yesterday we have covered that the understanding how to understand shloka and then yesterday was about what was it yesterday yeah practical techniques for memorization of shlokas all the tools and the kind of devices we can use devices means not just like gadgets i would say the tools which we can use in uh, remembering like the what is that active recall spaced repetition and um, there is uh, active recall is basically testing yourself always and then spaced repetition and then cordial note taking system flash cards or what is the other one mind maps spider diagrams so anything any part or even bengali pronunciation whatever it is if you have any questions you can leave them and we will discuss those otherwise it's pretty much we're at the end so take advantage of this this time so ask anything that you want if you have but i go about shloka learning all right okay first anir bideshi prabhu has asked i want to know what are the key verses one should start to memorize so memorize the mangalarti song the 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 verses or the songs that we sing every day it should be in, in our memory the guruvashtakam song the one which we sing in mangalarti samsara dava nalalid loka tranaya karunya ghana ghanatvam so that song should be in memory all eight verses and um with understanding every single word you should know what it means okay and then comes guru vandana song tulsi aarti song narasimha song and namam vishnu padaya namaste saraswati deve this prabhupad pranati mantra and jay shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda this verse hari krishna mahamantra and please know the meaning of all these verses even jay shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda some devotees actually i am surprised sometimes they do not know the meaning of the verse jay shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda what is the meaning <laughs> it's a panchatatva and then who is who so whose names are there and you know so pay attention what i would say my biggest advice is pay attention 
it's only because of a lack of attention do we have these problems of so many years into the movement or months or whatever but still we do not know things is because we don't pay attention for example now we have we are having this course nobody taught me this way nobody there was no one who who uh, you know made me sit down and say okay this is how you pronounce and this is how the words are joined and you know removed and you know why we should remember shlokas or you know like what are the practical techniques or you know like um, how to understand a shloka in depth and all this you know word to word meaning and then the group of words all these things nobody taught me so how how did we learn then because by observation by how it is being used how prabhupada used them how the devotees used them, and then pay attention even for that matter the mridanga sometimes you know or devotees say oh prabhu play mridanga nicely you teach teach me so yeah we do teach mridanga for kids and adults here but um, of course i'm not an expert at all but a little bit i can play but that also we just paid attention and learned nobody there was no teacher i can go to mayapur and learn somewhere but you know where is the, we are preaching and we are out here in the singapore so there's no option so we just have to see look at videos and you know in our free time take the initiative take the initiative no nobody needs to tell us okay do this do that you know we have to be proactive and learn these things on our own so of course because many devotees um may not have access to this or they don't have a background of you know sanskrit or something like that so yeah okay we are, we are more than willing to share this knowledge but then the way we learned it was not exactly like this at all we just attended classes every day that's it that's all that's that was our training all the way and then from there we just picked up all these things over the years and that's how we have this and of course now we present it in a structured manner but so now you have the 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 starting the usually it's a starting trouble so now i'm hoping that this course will get you up to speed and once you start and then pay attention and observe and learn one thing you should always know that if i'm doing something i should know what i'm doing so therefore if you are singing all those songs every day i should know them by heart and i should know the meaning of each of those songs and i should appreciate the deep meaning of those songs and everything and you may ask why it is so important because actually our spiritual life our stability in our spiritual life depends on how well we understand these things our daily rituals that's why we had the strengthening foundation series that was a very um, it's a very very important series every devotee must go through 19 episodes of that in fact there are more episodes to come as and when we you know um, we can insert those episodes into that playlist of our videos so these i mean the the gaurarti song also should be in memory tulsi arti song and apart from this song for shlokas from this from the bhagavad gita bhagavatam as i said repeated a few times in this course this book there is a pdf version of this as well i think in one of the sessions it was shared we will share it again at the end of this uh, session as well maybe after this session is finished in the comment section we will share this link of the pdf of this book this is a compilation of uh, most often quoted verses by shri prabhupad from various sources bhagavad gita shrimad bhagavatam chaitanya charitamrita um, you know like bhakti rasamrita sindhu or narada bhakti sutra or sometimes just proverbs and even other puranas and vedas or upanishads and then there is um, acharya's songs 
everything that Prabhupada used to quote is there in this book. So this book is a really good resource and start, you can start from the very first and then you can start memorizing. But also I would say you listen to Prabhupada's lectures or, or read the transcripts of his lectures and take note and how Prabhupada is using that verse. Like you can you can learn the verses from this but then how to apply them. So you will see how Prabhupada applies them in his lectures, how he uses the word to explain this and that, this and that. So we will know how this verse, learning is one thing, then we need to know how to apply it, right, in every situation. So that is when, that is what we will learn when we listen to lectures and how the speaker is uh, Prabhupada and the devotees. When we are hearing, when listening to the lectures, we can see how they are using that verse to connect this subject to this subject and in which context they use the verse. All these things we can learn, you know. And these also were not taught to us in specifically made made us sit down and, and no, it is just how we observed how it was used by Prabhupada in what context, how he used it, and how the you know like devotees used it while preaching. So that's how we learned also. So pay attention. Biggest thing, biggest advice is pay attention. Um, so this is a good book uh, resource. And in Bhagavad Gita also, uh, there are many, uh, actually all the important verses of Bhagavad Gita are in this book. So, this is a good place to start with. Of course, the songs which I said, every day that we sing, please memorize those and understand them. Otherwise, this book is very good. If you don't have one, if you want a hard copy, sometimes we prefer a hard copy, just, you know, take the verse out, you know, like that, instead of a PDF and, you know, searching. So, if you want, uh, you can order it here. In Singapore, if you if are elsewhere, maybe in your local ISKCON temple, somewhere you can find also this book. So, it is called Selected Verses from the Vedic Scriptures. It is also called the Prabhupada's, Prabhupada Shloka's book. Prabhupada Shloka book. So, in, because that was the before, the, the previous title of this book. Now, they changed the title, but the same book basically. Then the next question, Ashwani, Ashwani Kumar Sharma, could you please give a complete videos on YouTube which will be easy to learn Sanskrit or else provide some other method. So, in this series, we have taught how to learn Sanskrit, basics, very basic, as much as is necessary to understand Srila Prabhupada's books and the basic um, the basic um, purpose of this course is not to become a Sanskrit scholar. It is to be able to read Srila Prabhupada's books. So, the Sanskrit that we taught, it is very, very basic, yes. But that much is enough for us to get up to speed in reading Prabhupada's books. And as we read more and more, our vocabulary will improve, our application of all those principles that we learned in this course will improve over time. Um, but if you want to learn Sanskrit per se, then you have to learn other places but there is a Sanskrit channel there is a YouTube channel called Sanskrit channel but you know what we here we, are, we don't want to be distracted by learning Sanskrit it's not about the language it's about the substance if we spend time uh, on learning other things than Krishna consciousness it will be a waste of time so we will we will learn it to the point where we can use it in Krishna consciousness but to be more involved in Sanskrit per se, I mean, if you can learn, you can. I don't say no, but um, 
human life is meant for going back to godhead so don't waste time this is my advice don't is not just my advice it is the shastra's advice <laughs> even if you learn sanskrit and with that sanskrit you learn the shastra the shastra will say adi shankaracharya himself said bhajagovindam bhajagovindam govindam bhajamudhamate samprapte sannihite kale nahi nahi rakshati dukhrin karane this sanskrit knowledge will not help you uh, at the time of death that is the final exam at that time this sanskrit knowledge will not help you you have to bhajagovindam you have to worship govinda that will help you at the time of death so we should always not lose track of our real goal of human life our real goal of human life is not to become a sanskrit scholar or to become a good musician or nothing of these things we have to just become a devotee a pure devotee of krishna that is the ultimate goal of human life so if we miss the point and get you know get attracted to all these things sanskrit knowledge or if one is even more uh, austere in yoga you know if he is a yogi then you know having trying to get yogic perfections and you know trying to be a great scholar all these things are distractions we just have to be a devotee of krishna and of course to know many verses from our scriptures and to be able to quote them is good so that is all right take the knowledge from our acharyas shri prabhupada's books and then quote it in preaching that is all good that gyan is is spiritual that is that is kirtanam that is actually devotional service that is bhakti that is not uh, gyana yoga it is actually bhakti yoga gyana yoga is when there is speculation involved speculation involved um so that is gyana yoga and trying to speculate like fully speculation means like what the scientists are doing complete speculation like they are just you know having their own theories about things and all this that is complete gyan only or rather agyana ignorance in one way but their quest for gyan but gyan yoga means to know or to speculate within the boundaries of krishna's instruction like rasoham apsu kaunteya krishna says i am the taste of water now a devotee will accept that rasoham apsu kaunteya yes krishna is the taste of water when he drinks water okay he can you know remember the taste of water a gyan yogi would oh krishna said i am the taste of water okay let me actually you know see how krishna is the taste of water like the satisfaction that we get and all this so it is like you know contemplating on it and you know um, how to say going into that a, dev- a devotee will not be like for example there is creation mentioned in the bhagavatam so much detail about creation about what is the speed of each planet's rotation and revolution and the you know all the size and the orbit everything is mentioned so many things are mentioned in the fifth canto of bhagavatam now a scientist minded person science minded person he will be interested in hey where is the planet what is the planet so although is, that information is there but if we are distracted to that although it is within the vedas that is called gyan yoga so it's like yes you know it is good to know but then our attraction should not waver from krishna it's not that oh yeah i'm interested in this yeah, i need to really understand you know how the universe works and, and everything so that is not our goal it is mentioned so that to satisfy our curiosity to a, to a little bit but then you should appreciate that this is the leela of krishna krishna has created such a huge universe with such beautiful planets and each atmosphere each planet has its own atmosphere and billions and trillions of living entities are on each and every planet and such heavy planets 
uh, without any aerodynamics so like a round ball you know it doesn't have wings like aeroplane it has wings and it, therefore it can fly they say aerodynamics but there's no aerodynamics for a, for a round ball you know you know is it, how is it floating in the air you know like that so this is the beauty of krishna how he has made these gigantic airplanes hmm, that are planets and even for example we we see the clouds clouds are nothing but water tons and tons of water when it rains when suppose there is a heavy cloud and it rains oh cities sometimes get flooded and you know everything so how much how many thousands and millions of tons of water is is pouring down but all the tons of water is just in the clouds until then was carried you know without a, without any tanker without any aeroplane nothing just in the wind tons and tons of water is being carried how is it floating there is no aerodynamics so tons of course there is a density is less and all that but you know but earth for example is so dense how is it moving you know in in the, in the space so in this way we can see a devotee sees the same thing and he will glorify krishna whereas a gyani yogi would would take those instructions from vedas but then speculate on those things and then get distracted in that way so we don't want to get distracted in sanskrit and all these things we have to we have to always our focus should be krishna so we have to learn that much sanskrit as is necessary for un- us to understand the shlokas of bhagavad gita bhagavatam and and read them and you know understand and become a devotee uh, so that is the aim all right what else how you remember shlokas number like bg 93 or sb 1246 how do you, how you find the shlokas when you need it on spot okay so this is premikash prabhu is asking how to remember the shloka number so yeah for example dehinosmin yatha dehe kaumaram yavanam jara it is 213 so you can know the sanskrit and then uh we can um just by those words we can understand the meaning but then how to know the number of it and why is it important to know the number so of course some in the beginning i i used to find that uh, i cannot never remember the numbers i just remember the word the words in that and then i'll just search for the word and go to that in order to show the verse but number as i told i think yesterday maybe that number is also useful because suppose you are calling someone and on the other side that person you know have some problems you know or he needs some counseling and or just a casual talk anything so if you are discussing on bhagavad gita and he has a bhagavad gita book with him and if you want to say okay take out that verse uh, which says yogi naam api sarvesham madgate nantaratmana then you will say uh, what is that yogi naam api sarvesham yogi naam then he will have to go to the index in the index is at the end of the book so he can still find it yogi naam and then if he knows the spelling if he is bad with spellings or something then again that will be another big difficulty so he can find an index if he is good at this and if he can hear the spelling and he can understand i mean pronunciation and he can hear you know the spelling then he can take out from the index and then but it will take time but if i instead i said take out chapter 6 verse 47 it is easier you know so what i do is when i learn the verse in the sanskrit at that same time in my mind i also remember the number at the same time so whichever verse i learn 
I immediately remember the number along with it as if it's part of the verse. Of course, I don't say it, but in my mind, I, I say it. So, Yogi Nama Prasarvisham 647 or Dharma Okay, 112. So, in this way, as we are learning the verses, we also learn the number of the verse. Just keep it together. Don't separate it. So, as we are learning the sloka, remember the number also. It's useful. It's useful. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. You can just remember the shlokas, but it is good to know where exactly the shloka is. It also helps in this way. For example, um, three modes of material nature. Suppose I want to say about um, sacrifice in the mode of ignorance. It is in 1713. Now, I can just remember the verse. Like, what is that verse? Um, uh, what is that? Vidhihinam asrishtanam mantrahinam adakshinam shraddhavirahitam yagyam tamasam parichakshate. So, I can remember this verse. But, if I do not know where it comes from, One thing is, it's easy to take out, retrieve it when you're showing and even when you're showing on the screen like this, you see, it was easy for me to just scroll through the numbers and then take it out for you. If I know the numbers, I can do this. But if I do not know, then I have to click on the search and then I have to type and you have to wait for me until I, until I type and then after that, I will. so it, it is a little bit longer, it takes a little bit longer. The other advantage is that if we know which chapter it is in which place, then we know what are the context, what is the context of that verse, what are the preceding verses, what are the after this verse, what are the things that are there before and after this verse in that chapter. Like suppose, um, like how did the, how did this verse come to be spoken, like why was this verse spoken, like what was spoken before this and what is spoken after this. Like before this in the 1712 is Sacrifice in the mode of passion, you see. So, that means before that is mode of goodness. So, the goodness, passion and ignorance, the sacrifice are in, this, in those three verses. So, I can know like what is going on in that chapter apart from this verse. What is the context of that chapter, the whole chapter. And um, another example would be like, um, yeah, Krishna says, Aham Bhakta Paradhina. He says, I am the I am completely under the control of my devotees. It's 9463. Aham Bhakta Paradhina, he asvatantra vija, sadhu bhaktair bhakta janapriya. Now Sri Bhagavan Vacha, the Lord is saying himself. The Supreme Personality of God has said to the Brahmana, I am completely under the control of my devotees. Indeed, I am not at all independent. Because my devotees are completely devoid of material desires, I sit only within the cause of their hearts. What to speak of my devotee? Even those who are devotees of my devotee are very dear to me. So, this is a good verse to remember where Krishna is a servant of his devotees. But then, if you know the context of this verse, who, why Krishna spoke this? is part of the Durvasamani and Ambarish Maharaj story where Durvasamani has offended Ambarish Maharaj and 
he went to uh, you know the sudarshan, sudarshan chakra was chasing him and he went to brahmaloka shivaloka they could not help him finally went to vaikuntaloka to ask narayan to help him narayan said hmm this sudarshan chakra will leave you only if you go and fall at the feet of ambrish maharaj and if he chooses to excuse you then you can be rid of this influence of sudarshan chakra and then yeah, the sudarshan, sudarshan chakra will leave you otherwise you will be burnt or cut by the sudarshan chakra so as he was explaining the importance of his devotee that's when this verse was spoken so now you know the context okay the story the you know so even instead of just isolating the verses and then picking them out you can remember but then if you remember the context of it where it happened how it happened this was how was it spoken then we will have more context of why exactly that was said um, because we cannot offend devotees you know so because he is under the control of devotees you see like yashoda mai she is also uh, controlling krishna so devotees can control krishna how great they are so we cannot offend them so in this way we'll get that additional context of the whole thing and then we'll have that little bit of extra information which is embedded into that verse if we understand the chapter and verse so if we know what the chapter is about kind of so this is why it's important uh Vishnu Teja is asking, is Chaitanya Bhagavatam in pocket Vedas? No, it is not. It's not there. Chaitanya Charitamrita is there. Read now first Chaitanya Charitamrita. And then after, first let us focus on Prabhupada's books. Alright? So many books are there. Your lifetime is not enough. Let's first read all of them. And then you can always read later on. You know, if you have time, if you, you know, you can read. I don't say no. But let us focus on Prabhupada's books and you know, try to understand them actually. and then you can always read chaitanya bhagavatam maybe some other time in the future devotees have translated it and just to know the story you know you can you can read it later sometime but let us not get deviated from reading prabhupada's books that is very very important that is our core our spiritual life depends on that how much we read prabhupada's books all right what else nothing else everything clear no more questions all right i think so that can be a very good resource for all of you this whole course um yeah i know each video is quite long but just spend that time and try to understand everything and put it into practice and um, put it into practice that is the main thing you know yeah we we have shared all this knowledge but then when you put it into practice is when you will get the real fruit of it so put everything of this into practice right from the get go even if you don't have the complete system all the google spreadsheets even if you don't have just take a book and paper you know i mean book and pen start start noting down and start learning one or two verses you know each day this this is what i want to say in the end note that um just take it as you know like one or two verses take it as a slow pace, slow pace but don't go too slow that means you're slacking go at a pace which is little bit challenging to you it should challenge you you will only grow when there is a challenge when there is a kind of um, um where you have to push yourself beyond your comfort zone as long as you're in your comfort zone you will not make much progress oh um, okay i'm um, you know uh, i it's 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 difficult for me it's easy to say 
oh this is difficult for me you know i come from a different background i come from you know america or i come from china or come from singapore or you know I, i'm not used to this it's easy to say like that but if you just put a little bit a little bit effort every day learn a little bit a little bit and always commit to that memorizing okay memorizing first let us get the all our daily songs and shlokas that we chant shikshashtaka 10 offenses and understand them you know properly so in this way everything i mean get everything take that proactive approach instead of waiting for someone to teach you in a course you know like no take it proactively yeah. if anything that is my number one advice so take proactive action and have that eagerness to learn so as as long as we have that eagerness to learn we will always um, be blessed by prabhupada and krishna so we should try to always learn and spend time with prabhupada's books prabhupada always stressed this very much read my books read my books my books are not just for selling and for you know distribution our devotees must read our my our, my books prabhupada said so many many times so we have done this shloka course and all just to um you know induce you to spend time more time with prabhupada's books so kindly do that and um, if you can do that regularly you will be well on your way to you know learn all these shlokas and apply them and everything because every day these classes we are doing it but we want all of you also to become preachers like this every one of you that are hearing this listening to this watching this you have to become a preacher that is chaitanya mahaprabhu's order jare dekha tare kaha krishna upadesh amar agnyay guru haya tarai desh so this is his order we have we all have to become we all have to chaitanya mahaprabhu said bharat bhumi te manush janma hoile jar janma sarthak kare karo paropakar he said anybody who is he is an indian especially it's not that is not for the rest of them but especially of those who are indians they have to they, he, he has already given us a job we don't need to find look for a, a job 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 hunt chaitanya mahaprabhu has given us a job what is that bharat bhumite hoilo manushya janma jar janma sarthak kare karo paropakar perfect your life with this krishna consciousness and spread this all around all over the world so um let us get into that mood of you know not just being satisfied with our own you know little krishna consciousness at home and all that no we have to we have to go outreach mode and try to reach as many people it's not that only the temple devotees have to be preachers all of you can be preachers yare dekha tarika krishna upadesh whomever you meet preach to them about krishna if you're not preaching that means you yourself are not convinced or if they ask question you do not know how to answer so you try to avoid them or you know yeah it is sometimes you have to avoid them if they are not real if they are envious or something you have to avoid them but otherwise we should always be how to how to sell him a book how to you know preach to him how to give him prasadam how to somehow or other as long as there is a single soul left in this world that is not krishna conscious our work has not finished um so our work is is there as long as there is even a single soul who is not krishna conscious and <laughs> the vast majority of the souls in this world are not krishna conscious of course the animals we can't do much about them at least the humans we have to preach therefore so that we that effort we have to take and it is upon each and every one of us we have to take the responsibility of course it doesn't mean that you know tomorrow you know i become a big guru somewhere no 
no we have to do it under the guidance of devotees it will take time you know get yourself trained first we can't become a preacher if you can't become a learner first so it, as it is said you can't become a good teacher if you are not a good student so let us be good students and learn all these things in a very systematic manner now at least especially the yesterday's uh, session was like learning the shlokas as if it's like a curriculum in school um actually we should get into that mode we should study it with you know as if it's it, it's our syllabus it's actually our syllabus for life it's our life syllabus and our exam is coming the death is coming and we have to pass that exam and so all this is important so that's my final words for this and if there is no other questions we will stop it here and i am hoping that this would serve this whole course would serve so many devotees in the future as well because this is recorded and it's there on youtube and facebook and you can access it at any time and share it with others so feel free and share it with as many people as possible what else nothing else so thank you very much shri prabhupad ki jai grantra shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shri shri radha madan mohan ki jai निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल अनंत कोटि वैष्णव की जय हरे कृष्णा